I licked it for luck. <laughs> if I had nickel. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people being fools. Oh, hey, we're recording. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where the party swears that when they die, someone or something is going to seriously get haunted. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, several things. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. We're going to bother death. For the rest of eternity. How, how ironic. <laughs> you wanted us. Now you got us. Hey, what's that? What's that? <laughs> Go see. <laughs> Can you pants somebody in the room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's nothing no. under there. <laughs> no, we just need to fuck with his tea. Uh, it's all a whole Marilyn Monroe you know, kind of thing. I don't think he even drinks the tea, does he? I'm, I'm gonna have oh, to. I'm yeah. gonna have to go on Hero Forge and see if I can Marilyn Monroe the, the, the robe of, of that death figure I made. Can I move uh, your thingy? Go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll probably end up cutting all that. <laughs> but uh, what happened last time, you guys? We killed a bunch of Kemet's aspects. Yes, you, you certainly fired your foot in Kemet's aspect. No, that's my foot. Nay, nay, nay. I gored that. Uh, you, you, dro- you drop kicked at least one of them. Yes, you fisted Kemet right in the aspect. I electrocuted most. Stout as sad. I made them fear for their lives. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Kemet, Kemet broke out. Um, Random actually got the official okay to help you guys. Yay. Right before the, the volcano started erupting. Boo. Uh, Kimmet started breathing fire and cobalts alternatively on things. Boo. Killed her, Proud Scream. Yeah, he ate Proud Scream. I don't no, think no. Proud Scream's <laughs> still in there, like, clawing his way out. Where's the piece Proud Scream? Yeah, we're going to have to change the Team Proud Scream shirt to have a tombstone on it somewhere. Rest in proud screen. Rest in proud screen. <laughs> With just dual axes. Um, you can do both. Let's see. You guys had taken off after Kimmet, who offered you the chance to crawl his uh, feet. Yeah, be be his uh, be his henchman or die. I just gladly accepted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at which point he uh, he gave you some of his minor aspects to fight while he took off over the caldera to breathe down <clears throat> all kinds of hell on it. Yay, Farida. And that's where we, we left off, was you guys having dropped the last of his draconic aspects, looking up and seeing him start to ignite his... <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> might might want to re- uh, roll some recovery dice. Yeah. 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 You guys are just acting like you got the crap kicked out of you. Those are his minor aspects. They weren't even his true form. Don't care. Ooh, that is good. Click, click, clacks and mumbles. <laughs> we could have done this off the air, but it's nowhere near as fun. Yeah, the dice actually behave when we when we play without recording. So, you know, these guys needed to get it done on the air, so the dice screwed them here too. Let's see. Man, that that's a kicker. Um, um. I use one recovery and I get up to three points below my maximum, but yeah. I only have three recoveries left. So yeah, me too. I'm gonna have to live at not being at max HP as much as that bothers me on the inside. Yeah. 
Oh, so did it bother you when I didn't use my recovery to get up to full? No, no, okay. that's, that's your own thing. But okay. yeah, you do you, it's yeah. when he looks at his own character sheet and something's slightly off filter. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody all recovered? Yep. yep. Yeah, I had to use two to get me back up there, but I was staggered. You know, I do have to make up something, though. We uh, He had asked on the outro if there was anything that we needed to cover, and we missed our battle cry. Well, he didn't die. Yep. <laughs> you guys are going to form a mercenary company at some point, and that's going to be the motto. It's like, well. We think we are. Yeah. No one's paying us. Yeah, <laughs> we have the worst business model ever. You, we, after this, if we survive. You guys find money. You yeah. don't get paid. <laughs> we got paid for the first couple sessions. <laughs> our, our payment. Patrolling and bringing back dead body parts. That we also did. See uh, episode two or three. Yeah. Also bacon. I got extra money for another hand. <laughs> <laughs> also bacon. Also bacon. So. Uh, and then Shinora stole some money from the stove. Well, it's a shame she's dead. So. No, she's not dead. She will be soon. As will we all. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> so, based on artist's side glance there. So, um, so speaking of uh, things being dead soon, Kimmet is continuing his gigantic fireball, uh, at which point we'll say Galdrian feels his hand rest on his shoulder, and he looks over. Arathus is standing there in full battle regalia, and he's got a spear in his hand, and he just points up to Kimmet and says, that's his weak point. Get me there. And what he's pointing at is a pair of axes sticking out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> at, at which point Kimmet just throws his wings wide and thousands of kobolds and dragons start dropping off of him. So we're going to go right into a skill challenge, since I know you guys love those. Right. You can see where I placed my initiative notepad in the meantime. <laughs> Do I need to get you another one? No, this one's only like, uh, I don't know, quarter of the way. Nice. I rolled. Just so you know, I didn't send it there. We don't, we don't do a lot of combat Damn. here. <laughs> oh my god. I go last. It's a, it's a skill challenge. It doesn't really... That's true. Yeah, it just determines the order we go. Yep, so uh, I guess what you got. 29. Yeah, I figured about 30. Suna. Nine. Move. <laughs> turn. 21. Uh-huh, and Arctic. 25. Well, Jesus, Suna, what are you doing? <laughs> I rolled <a> two. <laughs> that would do it. I need to just start writing, like, all of these just have Ayak as his name at the top of them. <laughs> it's just printed I mean, there. I, I'm, I'm going to eventually just include something that doesn't hit for very much, but has, like, a plus 43 to initiative, <laughs> just to knock him off that high horse. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do Hey, I didn't go last or first last combat. By sheer luck, <laughs> I rolled low. <laughs> All right, so Iacus, your your friend Arathus mm-hmm. appears next to Galdrian and says, "Get me there," pointing at Kimmet. the The goal of this skill challenge uh-huh. is to uh, do something about Kimmet. Okay. In one way or another. Like right. distract him. Like. Well, take him out on the if, date. Yeah, I was gonna say. So if I say take him out, what what do you what do you what do you default to? I'm I'm actually gonna go and uh, use my wings. I'm gonna come in, 
grab uh, Galdrian. No, me. Uh, well, he's with you. I'm going to grab Galdrian, spin him, and do a fastball special to launch him further up into the air. <laughs> Sounds like a, a good strength check. Uh, You're being thrown. Strength. And for... You know she has the dagger, right? <laughs> Yeah, but you have the dead guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. If I did it once, I can do it again. No, um, I'm going to say maybe a spike jack on my background for this. <laughs> because I probably had to throw some people out a time or two. So You're, you're used to bodily handling people. Yeah. Oh, that was nearly a one. <laughs> it rolled back over. Uh, so that would be a... 30. Galdrian's <laughs> 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 like, I guess, I guess, where are you <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Galdrian, you feel Iacus just grab onto you, spin you around, and Don't then just, grab <laughs> yeah, just grabs the both of you, spins you around, and flings you towards uh, Kimmet. As, as you guys are going up, all of these dragons and kobolds are coming down. Uh, and most of them are breathing fire all over everything. Good luck! Including themselves. Uh, Ardith, it is your turn. Okay. So we'll say by this time, your uh, your dagger is starting to kind of vibrate a little bit. I mean, I was going to ask Galdrian what the plan was. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, just... <laughs> Yeah. Galdrian and, and Erethus have already just been launched <laughs> yeah. straight towards Kimmet. Since uh, that, that's good love. Yeet. Yeah, it's been yeet. I'm just going to pull that dagger. Okay, to be clear, are you okay with one of those the smaller ones or you want the big one? The uh, the dagger just like lifts your hand towards, uh, towards Kimmet. Will you settle for one of the little ones, just in case? Um, no. <laughs> okay, I'm making no guarantees here, but I'm gonna try. So, uh, <laughs> I guess maybe next. I, I was gonna suggest that I was the better flyer that I would take care of this while y'all distract. <laughs> but... I'm literally crying. <laughs> well, you can do crowd control soon. Uh, you can probably pick off uh, pick off kobolds that are coming towards us or look like they might breathe fire on us. If, if you want to use that dagger, you've got a couple miles to get there. Um, I guess I'll just start making my way that way until maybe I just can fast boss special me up there. Uh, how, how are you going to, to start doing that? You still have wings, right? Yes, you have wings. Asshole is still in the lower atmosphere. Pretty much, yeah. Hey, man, work with what you got. Yeah, my, what I got is knives. So, so, uh, in, in which method are you going to use knives to, to go higher? I threw them down and accelerated myself up. I have no idea. Uh, maybe use the kobolds as stepping stools to boost your speed. And weave your way through them. Or, 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 just... or use the kobolds with your daggers and just climb. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a waterfall kobold. I don't need wings. I got a ladder. <laughs> okay, so te- since we're technically not in combat, mm-hmm. uh, how often can I use the BAMF? Uh, you can use it narratively as many times as you would like. Okay. I guess I'd be doing that to like get through some of this shit. All right, give me a good dexterity check to okay. avoid getting tackled or burned. 
Yeah. Or eaten. I will stab shit as I go. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I do. Fifteen. So. Sorry, Calvin. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go right off his command. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, Ardith <coughs> just takes off on her wings and leaves you two in the dust, <laughs> basically, uh, just rocketing towards Kimmet. Um, dragons and kobolds are getting in her way, and she is using all kinds of her acrobatics to uh, basically. Anytime one knocks her out of the way, she just stabs into another dragon, pulls herself up, launches yeah. off of it, teleports away, and uh, she makes it a good way towards towards Kimmet. Are you still doing uh, portal rules for teleport? What's that? Speed thing goes in, speed thing comes out. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I just want to be clear. Uh, Galdrian, <coughs> you are you are flying just headfirst through this throng <laughs> of, of dragons. You have been yoked. Yes, I have been yoked. We'll say one of the bigger ones is... Like seeing where you're going and is trying to race to get in front of you, so that you don't have a, a straight line to to Kimmet. Uh, I have, I guess I have. Is Arthas hanging on for dear life? Yeah, Arthas is is basically weightless, but he is he is floating in behind you. Okay, so he, he my movement is tied to his movement, but yes. I don't need to keep up. No, keep hold on. So uh, I see that one coming towards me, and I'm going to. Uh, uh, I still a little devilly start. Uh, actually, I think I, rather than rely on the magics, I'm going to try to uh, uh, swerve around him uh, using a flashy sword move. Okay. So uh, I'm thinking Dex plus uh, background here. That is a 23. Mm-hmm. Yep, so... Oh, sorry, 22. No, that fits. No. <laughs> uh, Galdrian, you see this one coming coming up, and you angle yourself just slightly so that instead of him meeting you in front of Kimmet, you actually come in slightly behind him. You just take your sword, and as you pass by, just slice his wings off. As he starts to fall up, his tail just, like, thrashes, and uh, you're able to step on it, like, swashbuckle onto it, and it just flings you up even faster. Better start holding my breath. Yeah, the the atmosphere is getting particularly thin. Good thing I'm in a breath play. But you are you are getting close to, to Kimmet. He is... Uh, you haven't been... You've been near him, but you haven't been just right up on him, and he is massive. Like, each of his scales is bigger than you. You're huge. That means you have huge guts. Suna, you see uh, all of this going on, and we'll say you start to get swarmed by kobolds who just pile on to you. I have an idea, but I'm thinking you're going to tell me it's too far-fetched. I turn into a tree. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are no stupid ideas at that. That gives me something to bat things I'm with. I'm going to. So, hear me out. In the sky and stuff, there's clouds, right? Sure. Okay. Clouds have water. Sure. Right? That's that's the rumor. <laughs> very very so heavy if I, amounts. If I make him have gills to do water breathing, no. would he be able to breathe? No. Damn. 
He is going, he is above the clouds. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, Galdrian is actually getting into the space portion of space. Stratosphere. <laughs> and, and Ardith is right behind him. Yeah, there's there's a small space where, like, up on Mount Everest, not up Mount Everest, somewhere in Peru, where people have biologically have, long, have bigger lungs, mm. and therefore able to breathe easier. That's the closest you're going to get. <laughs> And we're at the height where that doesn't matter. Yeah. Speed boost for the wind. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Could I do like, well, I don't know if gust of wind would work. Could I do like a big gust of wind to help push them that way? And it might push a couple kobolds away from me? Sounds like a, a good wisdom check. And having that air might actually help us breathe too. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, wisdom. 23. 23. So, Suna conjures her, uh, well, rather uses a combination of her wings and her ability to call the wind to just blast herself out from under this pile of kobolds, turns around, and then just starts basically making these these air pockets uh, by channeling wind upwards. We're going to say that Ardith and Galdrian are now basically so high that they're starting to lose breath and, uh, you know, Things are starting to freeze over, like you both have this thin layer of frost on you, and then this sort of bolstering wind lets you suck in a suck in a lungful of air. Icus, you see Suna basically rocket away from these kobolds, mm-hmm. turn around and start uh, blasting this air upwards, mm-hmm. and then just get like full on head rammed by a dragon who starts driving her down towards the caldera. Hmm. Well then, um, Gal- Galdrian and Ardith find their their oxygen supply temporarily depleted. I'm going to plummet into a dive, and I am actually going to try and shear its wing off as I just dive by. All right, and uh, snag Suna out from under the. Sounds like a good dexterity check to coordinate all that. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't have any experience uh, <laughs> in anything, <laughs> so I'm not going to say... Uh, Nothing in life has prepared you for this moment? Well, you know what? Let's say Centaur Packmaster. Um, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I I have to run with a Centaur Pack Warhorde, so I had to coordinate many different parts of an attack that I wasn't familiar with. I'll give you half. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's more one more than I, than I had. More than I ever get with my chef. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you don't do chefy things. All right, Dex. Just do murder. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty. Twenty. Yeah. All told. So, Iacus is able uh, to coordinate his his drop. Coordinate chop. <laughs> yeah, just just so that he spears this dragon. And we'll say probably at the speed that he's going, you know, this dragon has Suna basically mounted on its front bumper as it's mm-hmm. flying one way, and uh, Iacus just meets it at a straight 90-degree angle. Uh, you are able to just basically Superman punch it in half. Uh, Suna goes flying one way, this thing goes flying another, and then you are beset on all sides by kobolds. Hello, old friends. Galdrian. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Ardith. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing I heard Arithus tell Galadrin that he's aiming for Rothstream's wounds. Yes, so you see 
Galdrian. Basically, the the way is clear for him, and as he and and uh, Arathus get close, Arathus the the tip of his spear starts lighting up, and he and Galdrian just slam into Kimmet, and there's this bright blinding light, and when uh, when the the light is is gone, Galdrian is being flung that way, and there is just this gaping hole inside Kimmet's chest, the size of one scale. Okay. Which which is bigger than a person, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got okay. a knife. Yeah, and a, a perfectly, a, you know, a giant target where to stick it. <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you want to bury what skills we're using here. Uh, can I check and make sure that's the best place to shove this dagger up? I mean, there's no <laughs> no other target. I mean, other options here. The like, un- unless you go for the mouth or the eye or oh, fuck no. something like that. Fuck no. Their uh, teeth and fire. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> go for the Sean Connery. <laughs> no. Dragon heart. Yeah, that's a little lower. <laughs> I mean... You you can aim anywhere. I have a dex character that that's all I got. Uh, uh, you can use dex. It's just uh, that was gonna be a future thing, I think. Yeah, but still, I know he, he likes to. Even before we did this game, you like to yeah. mix them up. But dex is what I got to work with here. Yeah, dex is <laughs> fine. Physical character. Okay, we're let's. Am I close enough to chunk the knife? No. No. Okay. Like there's, it's kind of like saying, you need to hit a frying pan inside a house and the front door is open. Like, you don't have a target beyond the fact that there is... Okay, yeah, I gotta get closer first. Likely you would have to go inside. If you were wanting to vary up your skills, maybe a con check to make sure that you can breathe it. Oh, 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 Add a background to that. Well, yeah, but I'm like, what am I using? You probably had to hold your breath before. Yeah. Con? Yeah, let's okay. do con. Okay. You're going to space. It's appropriate that. I'm going to add a background of that. It's almost 19. Mm-hmm. And then it rocked. Okay. 17. 17. I'm putting the rogue thing on there. So, that is a failure. Uh, basically, what happens is Ardith is trying to find uh, an angle <coughs> for this. She gets close enough that, you know, trying to decide like, whether she can chunk the knife in and then just kind of these ropey, sort of sinewy, bloody uh, strings just reach out and snag her and yank her into this this gaping chest wound and just sort of fling her into a uh, flaming hot chamber. Well, this is going to be fun. Well, the knife's getting in there! Um, <laughs> she, is, she is surrounded by... What looked to be, so if you've ever seen a shrapnel wound, like whatever Erethus did to break that scale, shrapneled scale all throughout the inside, so there's just like pools of blood and scales stuck into various meaty bits. And uh, where the blood starts dripping down, it starts forming more kobolds and dra- like dragon faces coming up out of the floor trying to bite you. Uh, Galdrian, you are... Uh, when Aerith strikes that blow, you are just flung 
so far away from the battle, your, we'll say one of your wings is kind of like twisted to the point where it doesn't, it doesn't quite work as well. Um, you see Iacus and Suna basically plummeting towards the caldera, you know, fighting dragons. Uh, you look up and see Ardith get sucked into Kemet. And uh, basically the entire battlefield starts uh, rallying around you because you're the only person this high up. Right. Uh, using my medical knowledge, I'd like to try to uh, wrench the ring, the wing, back into a usable position. Yeah, sounds like a, a good uh, intelligence check. Why not? Is a 18 on the die plus nine for intelligence is a is a, a 20. Wait, how is that a plus nine? Level. Okay, but I'm only level five. Uh, that should be a plus six. I misread. So that is a uh, 24. 24. You don't even need to apply the background to it, but I guess I may as well. Physician trainee, 28. Yeah, so all of these dragons basically circle around as you're the only valid target in the upper atmosphere. You look back, and basically all the phalanges of the wing are broken. Uh, or dislocated, and you're going to have to uh, like pop them back into place and set them before you are beset on by dragons, which you're able to. But by the time you get it done, there's maybe a hundred dragons coming at you. Uh, Suna. So, Iacus, you were, until previously, a uh, unwilling rider on the Dragon Express, <coughs> uh, which I think is going to be the, the episode title. Um something just slammed into it like a, a meteor, and you see that dragon, half of it go that way, half of it that go, go that way, and then Ayakas just continued plummeting down. Oh, he didn't grab me? Um, I flung you out of the yeah, way. Yeah, you basically, okay. basically got thrown out of the way. Okay. You see um, Ardith get pulled into Kimmet. Galdrian looks like he's in trouble up there somewhere. So I have a question. If he is up there where there's not much oxygen... Mm-hmm. Obviously, fire needs oxygen, mm -hmm. so he must have something that provides his mouth or whatever with oxygen because of the fire, since it's st he's still oh, breathing the fire. The dragon, the dragon. yes. Kemet, since he is still breathing fire, there has to be some sort of mechanism that is... No, basically, while he was on the way up, he was sucking in oxygen... And now that he is up there, he has lit the furnace and is about to expel. But wouldn't it go right out with no oxygen? So otherwise there's a mechanism up there or something. Well, no, it's, if you remember the kobolds themselves, they had that sack that's basically like napalm, so it's a jelly, it's set on uh, fire already. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a uh, okay. mixture of both mechanical, chemical, and magical. Okay. Dragon fire is its own thing. Yeah. Okay. It's lit and that's all you need to do. Yeah. It is the, uh, the the magical equivalent to thermite. Once it is lit, you don't need to okay. provide oxygen. Okay. Okay, so I can see Galdrian, or I just know he's up there? You can see Galdrian, and there's like a whole flight of dragons about to go tear him apart. Meanwhile, Kimmet has uh, probably lit the furnace at this point, uh, and is primed to just start blowing fire down on the caldera. So my best bet is to help Galdrian. 
I would think, because I'm not able to hurt Kevin. So, I need to help you... Start blasting dragons. Oh, I was going to say, is there any way that I can... How far away is he from Kevin? Um, we'll say, like, half a mile. Okay. And the kobolds are coming towards him? Yes. Well, no, actual dragons. Or are they coming this way? Actual dragons are about to swarm him. Are about to swarm there, there are kobolds and stuff kind of on their wings gliding down into the caldera. So that's down there. Down below you. But to him, they're coming. Yes. Okay. So, I think I'm going to... I'm gonna, is there a way that I could create, like, an ice shield <clears throat> mm-hmm. for him to just kind of push the dragons away as he goes? Like, beat the, like a, you know, the, the SWAT teams have those big black shields that they just kind of, to move forward. Um, he has a shield of ice to kind of move Well, forward. go ahead, if that's what you would like to do. Yeah, like an elemental shield. That I yeah. Let's, let's make that roll. Yeah. That sounds like a good wisdom roll. 16 total. Wait, can I add a background to that? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, my enchanted forest guardian? Because I am sure there's times that I've had to move back an army of, of elves or whatever that are trying to come through my forest. And I would have created like a shield or something to kind of, or dam type thing. Sure. So, so, so did I 16? So that'd be 21. All right. <laughs> so, Galdrian, you are trying to hurry with this wing. You get it popped back in place, and you uh, you look up in time to see a literal army of actual dragon dragons uh, bearing down on you, at which point this sort of uh, arrowhead-pointed, arrowhead-shaped point of ice just appears in front of you and starts forming a wall. And... Uh, Dragons hit it and are either sheared to pieces or deflected to either side of you. Iacus, you are falling, falling at this point. Um, Diving. Well, we'll say like you punch through that dragon and you've actually fallen so far so fast that you caught up with the initial wave of kobolds mm-hmm. and they just dogpile on you. Um, you are you are getting dangerously close to slamming into the caldera. Okay. Uh, just like ground level, which, by the by, now that you guys have had a chance to actually look down, um, that volcano is in full eruption. Hmm. Uh, so like the middle third of that, sort of probably from Cardinal, all the way down to the lake is just lava. Hmm. And that's likely what you're going to slam into. Okay. Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's probably not what I'm aiming for. Mm, seared beef. Uh, yeah, <laughs> extra crispy. Um, I would actually like to do a wrenching, you know, pop my wings and, and try and climb back up to the battle uh, to assist up above. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to use a con check for that, okay. maybe, because having to yeah. survive the, the Gs and everything. Sure. Um, and... Check. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm going to put Slave, um, because I, I had to uh, endure a lot of beatings and bodily torture as, uh, sure. as a slave. Sounds good. All right. Twelve. It 
Was that not cocked? I thought it was up against the wall of your... It was. I'll take it. And just, I expected that one to fail. Not much better. 15. 15. As I said, I expected that one to fail. All right. We'll say you go to to do this sudden stop and break. And when you do, like most of the kobolds that are on you drop off. But when you hit a certain uh, a certain level of descent, both of your wings just rip off. Okay. Um, and you are just in complete free fall. I can deal with that. Ardith. Uh, the first thing I would like you to do is lose a recovery. As the unbearable heat in inside this creature's body is... Like, literally, your, your clothes start to smolder. You realize that this scale was somewhere under the breastbone. And when you kind of start to dance and, and dodge away from these creatures that are forming out of the blood mm-hmm. of Kimmet, you, you round a chamber and sitting there beating is just this gigantic heart. And every time it pumps blood, a new creature, a new draconic abomination just forms in between you and it. Where the fuck is Erethus now? Erethus is gone. Like, the minute uh, that scale shattered, he disappeared. Okay. So that was his one and only thing, was to break that thing. Was to, to get you a shot. Okay. Well, since it's right there... <laughs> so you're, you're going to have to fight your way through a... It's another Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird draconic abominations. Yeah. And it's food then here. That's what we've been doing all week. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what we've been doing since we got here. So... Yeah. Sure, I guess I'm going through these things to try... I'm going to try to dodge as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But if I have to take them out, I will. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, like I said, the hardest right there is a nice, juicy target. Mm-hmm. Might as well point at Eldamian's dagger straight into that. Yeah. If it kills Kemet and Eldamian doesn't emerge, yay! If Eldamian emerges, yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that's Dex. Uh, to dodge him? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's say dex. I'll do that since that's my body thing. 24. 24. Alright. So, uh, Ardith, these things are, it's hard to dodge all of them because they are spontaneously forming out of, like, any little bit of Kemet that... I hope they like poison scimitar. Yeah. <laughs> We'll say, you know, at some point, like, one of them probably stabs you in the side and one in the leg, and you just get various cuts and contusions as you are dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge through through this horde. You find yourself maybe ten feet from this heart that is, I don't know, it has to be thousands of pounds, and it is just every time it pumps, uh, you can feel it. Uh, that dagger in your hands is just... Like almost controlling what you're doing. Needs to chill just a little bit if it wants to get in there. Just a little bit. Now's your chance. Okay. You and I. Yeah. Throw it or stab it. Whichever's gonna get it there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it depends on how close I am. If I'm close enough to stab it, yeah. Oh yeah. We'll say basically if this was a a super cool movie, like Ardith gets all these cuts and stabs and slashes her way through these dragons. Uh, finds herself face to face with the uh, with this heart, 
And you just see her lift the dagger, and then we cut outside to Kimmet, who lets loose this uh, this gigantic roar of pain. And he, uh, where he was, kind of like flapping, facing down towards the uh, towards the caldera, he slowly starts to tilt and uh, starts falling, just back first with his wings up. And while he's doing that, he is that fire that he was going to breathe on the caldera just starts blowing up. Uh, Galdrian, it is your turn. Right. So he's starting to fall down yeah, towards the caldera. He is starting to plummet towards the caldera. I'm going to swoop down, because I know Ardith's inside of there, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm uh, going to try to uh, retrieve her. Okay. So I'll say... Uh, by the time you swoop down, like that, that uh, scale is still gone, but it has grown over with um, like this very thin webbing of sinew that is starting to just like rapidly grow back into place. Uh, you will have to find a way in there. All right. So uh, you can do a swarty thing, or I can do a charisma thing. I think I'm going to do the swarty thing and and just slash my way right into it. Mm-hmm. Scalpel. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that is a that is a twenty nine. Mm-hmm. So Galdrian, you swoop in and just don't even stop. You just sword first straight through where that scale is. Um, we'll say you you like land on the other side and just slam into the ground and roll and come up to Ardith's feet, who. Uh, looks a little bit preoccupied, but reaches down and just grabs you and yanks you up, and you realize you are surrounded on all sides by weird draconic monsters. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Ow, 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 ow. Um, Suna. Uh, you see Kimmet begin to fall. He is alive, maybe, but he is just, his neck is wildly going, and he is spewing fire everywhere. And I saw Galdrian go where Ardith did? Yes. Okay, how about if I look down, how close to the ground is he? Iacus is about to slam into the ground full force with and, a bunch of kobolds. And what is on the ground? Lava. Is it, is it lava, or is there some that the lava, lava has taken? <laughs> uh, like, towards Believe and Overlook and, like, basically the, the outer edge of the caldera, that is still mostly charred grasslands. How close is he to that? I mean, he's basically falling towards the middle. Towards the middle? Yeah. Maybe swoop him up with some breeze and... Um... <laughs> Good breeze him! Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of some type of tree for the, like a banana leaf to come for you. But if you're not that close to... Uh, yeah, velocity. <laughs> oh. We call this the Gwen Stacy effect. Snap. Still counts. <laughs> Caught him. Um, I guess I can stick with ice. Because I like ice, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's been effective against fire. It's busy ice. Is, is there a way that I can kind of get a little ice slide for him to go slide down into the part that's not on fire, that's not lava, that's still kind of grass. 
Seems reasonable. I hope I save you. <laughs> I'm not too worried one way or the other. That's probably good. Um, and there's nothing I can add to it that would... Every time we've tried these ice slide maneuvers, we, we need to practice <laughs> this. <laughs> so, 13. Okay. That's a failure. Yep. That is, uh, unfortunately, your last failure. Uh-huh. So. So we all die. Let's let's talk about <laughs> what happens. So, when last we see Galdrian and Ardith, they are basically back to back. About to be overwhelmed by these draconic monstrosities that are uh, like forming and dying on their own, but also being killed by them, and they're just taking wound after wound. Uh, the heart behind them has gone from this like sort of lit from the inside red to just solid black. Uh, it is no longer pumping. Um, and then it starts pumping, 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 and it remains black but begins pumping as regularly. Um, but, you know, they're basically back to back to back with that heart, and there's just monsters on all sides. Iacus uh, is uh, plummeting towards towards the, the lava when Suna starts just forming like cloud after cloud for him to slam into, hopefully to slow him down. <laughs> um, and we'll say that's probably about the point where, um, you know, all these kobolds just start falling out of the sky. And we'll cut to the sovereignty. Um, Shannara is in her bed and she kind of wakes up and looks around and she's got this like panic anxiety ridden look on her face and she can't figure out what's wrong. And then she runs over to the, to the window looking towards the West. And uh, when she does, there's just this massive explosion um, just uh, like mushroom cloud into the heavens and all the glass in her room just shatters um, all the all the glass in the building she's currently in just blows inwards. She gets this look on her face and her, her lips start trembling and just tears start kind of slowly dripping down. And Kiyoshi comes running in and he just basically kicks open the door with his sword drawn, sees that she's okay and uh, says, what's the matter? What happened? And she just like runs to him and, and starts crying into his chest and says, I, I should have pinned it. I was supposed to have helped them. And uh, here she says, uh, is this where you blame me for taking you away from them? It's my fault that they're dead. She just kind of like just starts like pounding her hands into his chest. And uh, he, he kind of gets this look on his face because she, you know, she's hitting him and crying and holding on to him. And he has no idea what to do. Uh, Chiasa walks in and sees this and she just kind of like mimes hugging Shinara and Kiyoshi just very awkwardly puts an arm around her and pats her on the back. Chiasa like comes up and hugs her too and says, uh, it's terrible. You're right. You should have been there. You shouldn't be here, but you are. And they're not. Uh, 
their path is uh, is gone. It's diverged. And you're set on your own glorious golden path. Shinaro says, what, as a hostage? Chiasa kind of shrugs and says, well, maybe don't think of it like being a hostage. Think of it like being the bond that potentially brings your people together with ours. And Kiyoshi kind of gives this like little snort. Yeah, maybe if your mother doesn't do something stupid like start a war, maybe she uh, negotiates with the emperor. Shinara, you know, she's crying into his chest and uh, she just starts sobbing and sobbing and that sob slowly, slowly turns into to laughter. And uh, she looks at Kiyoshi and says, I don't think you truly comprehend how unwise my mother is when it comes to family. Don't worry, though. Uh, you've protected me while I've been here, so I'll protect you when the time comes. And she just, like, reaches up and pats him on the head and then pulls him in for a kiss. And reaches over and grabs Chiasa and pulls her in for a kiss. And kind of, like, as the camera pans around them, Death is sitting in the corner and his jaw is dropped. <laughs> He's got a cup of tea. Well, I didn't see that coming. So we're going to cut. It's me. <laughs> There's uh, We'll cut to this, like, idyllic green meadow sort of sitting on a sitting on a lake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the distance, so we'll say far to the north, there is this obsidian tower that stretches to the heavens. Sitting under a tree on a on a pier is this uh, little halfling who is very concentratedly trying to read a book but keeps getting interrupted by this woman with uh, pale skin and heavy armor who's just pacing a line back and forth, back and forth, in behind her. And that that woman in the armor says, are you sure this is the spot, Thea? We, uh, we've kind of been here forever. And the little halfling says, yes, I am positive. This is where she said we would be. We would know the sign. The woman in the armor just kind of like, well, what's the sign? I don't know. Just that we would recognize it when we, and right about that time, there's this massive explosion uh, to the south that just throws both of them off their, their feet. All sorts of rocky volcanic debris gets tossed about. This figure that um, basically... A gigantic rock is about to crush this halfling as it comes flying out of the sky, and a giant eyeball opens in the sky in front of her. All these arcane runes just form in a circle around it, and this beam of light burns out of it and just blasts this rock. And while this is happening, all kinds of debris is pelting the area, and then something big just hits and rolls into the water. She says, I think that's our package, and closes, like, picks herself up, the little halfling does, and closes this book that's bound in gold and bronze dragon scale. That lady in the plate armor basically just phases through the ground into the water and then comes right back up, and she's carrying this this figure that's several hundred pounds, uh, way bigger than she is, um, has a black duster on, and sets it down. Iacus is unconscious, 
Uh, he is singed. He's missing fur. Um, Understandably. Thea reaches over and taps uh, the lady with the armor. Just like, see, the books don't lie. Uh, at which point, this this pale face like leans over Iacus and says, "What is he?" And uh, coming up from another hill, there's a a centaur that uh, has a small gnome on his back. Um, and basically the gnome is blasting little chunks of debris and putting out fires. Um, the centaur comes over and says, uh, is this what we're here for? And when when the little halfling says yes, he goes, roll him over so I can get a good look at him. And when they roll over Iacus, the centaur kind of looks at him and says, Father? So then we're going to cut to the uh, to the Hycosian Desert. If you've ever seen a desert uh, during the daytime, it's just looking out across the sand dunes. It is so shimmery and, and heated. We'll say there's this figure that is just walking, walking, walking. It's hard to tell. And as she slowly comes into focus, she's, uh, we'll say about nine feet tall. She has saffron skin, four arms, and is very tall and lanky. And on each of her arms, she has a uh, silver and blue uh, bracer. Every now and then she just stops and like holds it up to the sun and it will glow. And she'll kind of change her direction and follow it. When she reaches like the top of this dune, she holds her bracer up and it just stays glowing. At which point she kind of nods and uses all four arms to start digging into the sand. She grabs something under there and just starts pulling, pulling, pulling. And she just yanks out this, um, imagine a caterpillar cocoon, but it is made out of dragon scales, bronze dragon scales. And she kind of looks at it, scratches her head with, with one arm and kind of rests her, rests her head on another arm. And just takes takes her hands and just rips it open. Inside is uh, a very uh, shaken-looking Galdrian, uh, at which point she sees his face and kind of splashes some water on him and then just, like, takes her thumbs and starts cleaning his face because he is covered in soot and blood and gunk. She just literally grabs him, like, two arms grabbing his upper arms and two arms grabbing his waist and picks him up and starts spinning him around and goes, uh, Sultan Zada, I'm so glad to have found you. Uh, she kisses him like on the face and just like, mm-hmm, and you know, like the very showy affectionate kisses. She has no mouth. Um, she has just basically two wide set eyes. Um, and she says, uh, Ah, I am glad to have found you. It's been... I am wearied from this hunt. Uh, Keep in mind, it is not the longest I've ever managed, but not all of them start with falling out of the sky like a meteor, and not all of them end in dragon fire. She kind of takes a canteen of water and just dumps it on Galdrian's head. Is he conscious? Yeah, he, you know, he's kind of dazed. And when he goes to say something, she says, I'm sure you have many questions, Princeling. They will all be answered in time. Let's get you cleaned up. At which point she just pulls like a, a, a silk scarf out of her pack and starts wiping you. 
and says, uh, your sultan is waiting for you. Come, come. The sultan? Saya will get you cleaned up, but you must follow her. Come. And she just grabs Galdrian's arms and starts pulling him in a direction. And she she looks up at the sky and points. And they're just very far off in the distance. There's the city floating. And uh, she says, there. Sayana will take you to Hakosia. You will meet your sultan and all will be right with the world. But you must come, come. And she just starts dragging him uh, through the desert. Meanwhile, we'll, uh, we'll say there's these burned stumps of a forest, just for as far as you can see in all directions. The ocean to one way, the sort of like ice-covered plains to the other, and there's just burned, ruined stumps everywhere. Uh, there's a, a pack of sovereignty soldiers who are patrolling. Um, off in the distance, we'll say there's some more, and there's a thick patch of forest, and there's soldiers who are dragging the siege engine that is just spewing this burning liquid into the forest. One of them stops and like pulls a, a bit of jerky out of his pocket and just kind of starts looking around, and he gets this real confused look on his face. He reaches over and kind of like, hey, hey, and he points, and one of the other soldiers looks. And goes, Is there any reason why they let that one live? And when they turn around, there's this probably four or five story tall tree that is just growing verdantly. Second one kind of looks at him, says, did I give you change of orders? And he kind of shakes his head. Well, orders are anything standing over a foot tall gets burned down. So and he kind of reaches into one of his pockets and pulls out this flask of, of liquid and he starts shaking it. And when he does, it kind of starts bubbling and hissing. He says, ah, we got it. It's just a little one. There's nothing, nothing strange about that. They, uh, the group starts heading that way. And right as the soldier is about to like, take this vial and throw it on the tree, this vine just shoots out of its branches and wraps around him and then just like torsions him in half and then lifts him up into the tree. That, that vial like flips out of his hands and hits one of the other soldiers, which bursts into flames. And all these vines from the floor just start snaking out of the ground and grabbing people and like pulling them underground and yanking them up into the trees. There's one one last soldier who takes a look at all of this and just turns around and starts running. This this wooden as he's running, this wooden tipped harpoon just kind of like bursts out of his chest and then kind of sprouts uh, leaves and twigs so that it hooks and then just grabs him and yanks him back. And the closer he gets to the tree, the more his body begins to solidify and, and change into something else. And by the time it, it stops dragging him, he's just formed this sort of like screaming soldier effigy that starts sprouting leaves and twigs that uh, the other soldiers like drop out of the out of the, the tree leaves or out of the tree limbs or like pop up out of the ground and they likewise are changed into these tree creatures. Soon there's this kind of like copse of trees that is starting to grow very, very thickly. And uh, that one grows this gigantic flower out of the top of it. And as the flower opens up, inside is Suna, uh, just covered in pollen. You know, somewhere off in the background, you see a bunch of those sovereignty troops running back, uh, running back towards this this newly formed tree as, as Suna opens her eyes. Also, meanwhile, there are several spike jacks 
who are uh, tied up. They're they're basically in a kneeling position, but they can't fall over because they're hands have been bound to their feet, which have been bound to a peg. Their mouths are free, but in front of them are maybe 20 sovereignty soldiers. Um, There is one guy with just a great big sword hefted over his shoulder who's, who's standing in a line, like clearly an executioner. One of these officers has their pistols, and he's working with a mage, and he's forming them into these uh, these symbols. And he's basically like breaking their guns, and he fashions it so that he, it's sitting on a chain, and he wraps that around their neck. Uh, and he kind of just like slaps one of the one of the spike jacks. And says, "You're a disgrace to elves everywhere." And the uh, the spike jack just like spits at his feet. Says, "At least we know how to be elves." Uh, at which point the, the officer like boots him in the face. He points at that soldier with the great sword, who kind of like unhefts it from his shoulder and lines up with the first guy, and is about to bring it down when he kind of looks up at the sky and you just hear this this loud whistling noise. Uh, at which point something hits the dirt, just like crashes, crashes, and then slams into one of these sovereignty wagons and sends debris and paper everywhere. That, that officer like pulls his sword, everyone spins around, um, and all this paper is starting to, to settle to the ground. And there's a, a figure who like wraps herself up, uh, unwraps herself from this canvas on the wagon, like throws it down, and all these papers just kind of lazily float to the ground. And there's a set of wanted posters describing Iacus, Suna, Galdrian, and the last one to hit the ground is Ardith. And the officer like looks at it, looks at Ardith in the ruin of this wagon. Ardith just gives a great big sigh, pulls her knives. <laughs> so that's what I've uh, that's what I've got for you. Right. <laughs> Actually, there's one more thing. But what? There's more. <laughs> Nettles. Mm. Nettles is leading a group of survivors and refugees through the caldera. Um, He's clearly looking for survivors. With him are uh, Wolfswift and Silen. Um, they're both like pretty grievously injured. Um, Pacha is actually missing uh, a chunk of her shell, but she's there. Um, she looks blind. She's kind of like finding her way with a stick. And Nettles and his men, every now and then they'll find one of these kobolds or a dragon that's still breathing and they'll just take, you know, something and just like put it down, they'll stab it or, or break its neck. And they come across all these chunks of dragon, like Kimmet, these gigantic scales that are as big as they are. Um, they get to one and it's clearly moving and it's kind of like rhythmically pulsing. The, you know, everyone, pulls a weapon and arms themselves and this uh, like chunks of the carcass start to slide apart and this scaly black draconic head pokes its way out and it's got curling ram's horns, uh, a very like blunted snoot and um, its eyes are looking over the whole situation. Its mouth opens like it's trying to talk 
but nothing's coming out for a second. And then the voice says, I just have one question. And Proud Scream just bursts his way out. Where the hell are my axes? <laughs> and that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> that's great. As he pulls his way out, he is holding a severed black dragon head, which still appears to be alive. Can't keep a good Damien down. Can't keep a good Proud Scream down. <laughs> So Galdrian's a Sultan's son. Apparently. <laughs> He's still processing that. Like, Do I just have one of those faces? <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Getting kissed on by a faceless... Uh, mouthless. <laughs> faceless and mouthless uh, elemental, I would, uh, I would assume. Or one of the people they based them off of. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, that's the the end of season two. In the end of season one, right? No, end of season two. Technically, the uh, the character creation and all that was season one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. So. Cool. That's a satisfying end. So. Uh, You're learning more, but still satisfying. I, I was going to do a separate episode for this, but I think we have enough time that we can do it now. Uh, within reason, what uh, what questions do you guys have about this arc? Maybe I missed it, but why in the world is Shannara kissing Kyoshi? That sounds like the sort of thing that we're going to find out. And that's, uh, a, that's a good question. Hey, I figured, think of the, the most outrageous thing she could possibly do, and that would be it. Oh, I was no. expecting that. Why in the world so, is she kissing him? Yeah, uh, I would say, uh, so uh, going back to the monastery, mm-hmm. what was the deal with those guys? Because they were really cagey for people that were trying to stop us from, from accidentally resurrecting a dragon. Hmm. You know, actually, I think I will... I will uh, do this as a separate thing. <laughs> uh, now that I'm thinking about it, because how much time we got. Uh, actually, let's let's go ahead and call this this recording here, and uh, you know we'll we'll do the uh, we'll do the wrap up yeah. in a in a separate episode. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to thank everyone for listening this far. You know, I thought we'd get like three episodes in, and. Uh, either quit or want to do something else, but I'm still enjoying it. I don't know about these guys. Yeah. Hey, we only mostly died this time. You only mostly died. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll cut it there. We'll have, we'll have a wrap-up episode or two, and then uh, I think we're going to take a, take a week off here at the headquarters, do some stuff, and then in no time we'll have changed for you, the listener, but... You'll get to hear my dulcet tones take over for uh, Prowlers and Paragons. Yeah, you'll get to hear Mike. Uh, he's going to take a turn out of kicking the crap out of us. So that'll probably start somewhere in June, maybe July. Just depends. Yeah. Uh, we've got some bonus stuff that's going on the feed. Um, yeah. 
other than that, you know, find us at uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Average Adventuring Party. Basically, at AAP or Average Adventuring Party, wherever fine anything is interneted. Um, so Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, etc., etc. Uh, so find us there. I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, you guys got anything? No. Negative. No. All right. Well, then thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time.